Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products, that's plural, forward slash valuations. Again, both plural, founderpath.com forward slash products, forward slash valuations. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to getlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Massivedh.com. Big consumer brands pay him for data. It's data as a service. He was doing $40,000 a month a year ago, now doing $83,000 a month. Just broke a million dollar run rate, which is great. But what I love is he's done this bootstrapped with a team of seven. So pretty high revenue per employee. You know, he'd maybe buy the business at 10 million, 15 million today. But again, totally bootstrapped. We'll see what happens next. Hey folks, my guest today is Gianluca Ruggiero. He is a global innovation and marketing expert with more than 20 years of working and cons- consulting for Fortune 500 companies across five continents. After five years of working on proprietary AI technology, he launched Massive in 2019 to help companies launch successful products in today's hyper-competitive markets. The URL, if you want to follow along, is MassiveDH. That's D as in dog, H as in hog, dot com. All right, uh, Gianluca, you ready to take us to the top? Hi, how you doing, everybody? We are we are all doing well. So tell us, what are your customers paying you for? Uh, sorry, say it again. What are what are your customers paying you for? What do you do? So the um, basically we are a data as a service platform that um, provides our customers with a, a full cycle uh, product strategy management. So from product innovation to assortment optimization, all the way down to uh, category management uh, uh, and uh, everything that basically revolves around product. Uh, our typical customer is uh, large CPG companies like Procter and Gamble, Nestle, that kind of companies. And Espresso, Melissa, and Doug, the, these kinds Correct. of folks, yeah. Olay, etc. So, are they paying you SaaS fees or service fees? SaaS fees. It's okay. a subscription on a yearly basis. Uh, the average price of our services goal is defined by the category uh, that we analyze. So, for example, in the case of um, uh, you know cosmetics, you can assume, like for example, facial moisturizers in one category, facial cleansers is another category, and the price goes between one hundred thousand dollars and one hundred fifty thousand dollars. And is that based off number of SKUs analyzed, or number of seats, or something else? It's um, actually not very much based on, it's based on how many retailers, for example, we have to analyze for customers, uh, depending to your point of, yeah, a bit about the extensions of the category in terms of SKU that needs to be monitored, because we take a census of the categories that we analyze. So we, in our database, there is always 
every single SKU is included, but depending on how many SKUs the customer wants to monitor, of course, the price uh, varies. And and yeah, in a mi- to a minor extent, also the number of seats. Uh, okay. As a and how many of these customers are paying you today? Uh, we have currently nine, uh, uh, well, no, eight customers paying. Okay. And so can we take eight times that 150000 bucks a year? You're doing about $1.2 million a year right now? We are currently at one because we are... Uh, it's funny, we started when we started in 2019, we were pricing a bit lower, actually much lower. As we grew, we extended the pricing because we we noticed that the, the problem that we were solving was much bigger than the price we had. So we started at a typical, more normal SaaS price, and then we uh, we grew, basically. And Gianluca, if you're doing $83,000 a month today or a million dollar run rate, what were you doing exactly one year ago? Do you remember? Well, one year ago was actually half. So it was 40,000. Mm-hmm. It's a bit less actually than half. And so how have you driven this growth? Have you bootstrapped the company or did you raise outside capital? Totally bootstrapped. Oh, I love that. Congrats. So how did you drive that growth? What's your customer onboarding strategy here? Um, yeah, that's, uh, um, I mean, uh, across, of course, many, many uh, mistakes along the road. But uh, what we are doing is basically reaching out to them uh, with cold emails and cold messages uh, not very sophisticated strategy, honestly, and uh, just with our story, with our use cases, uh, and uh, and you know we were lucky enough to strike uh, from the get go big customer prior contracts like Procter and Gamble, which has been. A How did you land? Pro- Everyone would love to land Procter and Gamble as their first customer, but but Procter and Gamble is going to say you're a startup. I'm never going to bet on you. I'm not going to pay you 150 grand a year. How did you get that deal done? <laughs> yeah, so. Actually, these large companies for since a few years ago, since actually five years ago, they have people in the company who are uh, basically tasked with uh, finding startups which can up their game. And we were lucky. We actually reached out with a very basic and very actually bad cold email, I must say, which was not very sophisticated. But somehow it struck a chord uh, into what they were looking for, which was uh, new signals for uh, you know to to find alpha in product for product innovation. And the way we actually got the the contract was that the guy uh, told us uh, an impossible gave us an impossible task. He basically asked for a, to analyze a very difficult category out of China. They were getting crazy about that. They couldn't find. Uh, you know, value. He was basically kind of saying, "Okay, you, you so claim he, 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 cha- he challenged you, and you delivered. He challenged us big time. Uh, we came back with the answer. It was uh, that was the wow moment, and then he said, "Okay, so definitely." So, Gianluca, I think the wow here that I think my audience is going to be curious about is you mentioned your data as a service. Now, data as a service, you're only as strong as the data you're getting, and there's two kinds of data that you're buying it from someone else, or there's proprietary data. You're building tech and getting data no one else has. Which one is it? We have proprietary data, which are basically a transformation of public data. What we do is we take uh, e-commerce data, like everything that you find on e-commerce retailer that is public, and we have an artificial intelligence, a true artificial intelligence that we developed. Uh, we started developing in 2014. Just uh, as a as a comment, uh, our team is is in Italy, and uh, we have more than 100 papers published on AI. So it's Serious stuff. Wow. How, how many folks are full-time today? 
uh, three people in the engineering and uh, we are like seven people right now, uh, but we are very much scattered. We almost, we have two offices, but basically they're empty because we have, uh, our CFO is out of Paris, our SDR is in Chicago, the chief revenue officers in Germany. It's just, you know, the way we built I am very happy with the team that I built and that and uh, a lot of talent, but we we didn't decide. Okay, this is going to be the office today. Now the the office I'm I'm here right in, right now in Connecticut, so we serve mostly U.S. market because it's the most dynamic and uh, responsive. But still, when it comes to talent, we have a very diverse. So, Gianluca, just to cut to the chase here, though, you you don't necessarily have. Um, a unique data set nobody else can get. Your IP is really how you process public data to organize it and then use it to do analysis. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So your IP is a it's process IP. It's not some secret data source only you have access to. Correct. Yeah. It's process. I IP. see. Very well, good. And point. why has no one else thought about running the same process? Well, I think it's because um, it's very difficult to put together uh, competence in uh, marketing, marketing strategy and AI for transformation. And uh, in during my uh, career, I was lucky enough to put together these two things. One thing that I noticed from typical Silicon Valley data as a service company is that they don't know very well the marketing, the market they're targeting to. Uh, so mm -hmm. they don't understand what happens in companies, what they're really looking for. And there is always this misunderstanding between what is a data point and an insight, which are two totally different things. So they tend to provide data points instead of insights. The transformative power of our technology is to transform these data points into actionable insights. And are you XCPG though? I mean, are you? I mean, the, someone to trust for PNG to trust you to take data and put it in a sentence to make it insights and to drive strategy. Don't you have to have experience in like the moisturizer industry if you're giving PNG, you know, feedback on how to sell more moisturizer? Well, it, it, this is interesting. We actually. When we get the information from our AI, so the AI that we have does not require training. Uh, it's designed for that purpose because otherwise it wouldn't be scalable, scalable. But it's interesting that we gather information from the first data that we receive from AI that gives us more information than usually the customer has. And I know it sounds arrogant, but when we come into a meeting, uh, with uh, customers, because yes, we do meetings with customers. Although it's SaaS, uh, customer success is a big part, especially with a platform that is very big like ours. Uh, so we do training, but when we come into the meeting, we usually know uh, almost, I would say, more than the, the customer. Because you, you see, markets today, and I know it's your experience as well, are flooded with new products coming from small brands and things like that. And big companies have lost contact with reality because they don't have the data. So we come in with a fresher view. We understand straight from the voice of the customer what's going on in that market, what are the real trends, and also we can pinpoint what are the uh, new players that they never heard about before. I see. So you're you're when you say you're pulling data, you're going to like a big e-commerce thing like Walmart, for example, and you are pulling a bunch of metadata and you're using this kind of stuff to determine how many things are being sold and where and at what price point and margins and things like that. Exactly. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Um, and are all your customers brands or to hedge funds? I mean, this is valuable data for hedge funds. 
Oh, yeah, hedge funds. Um, so I we had experience with both hedge funds and private equity. Uh, I think that for a go-to-market strategy, we are more viable, or let's put it this way, private equity is more viable for us because, uh, for example, we do play a role in the M&A strategy. We had a private equity uh, fund uh, for which we did a pilot, which is the fund that is behind uh, uh, the um, Philadelphia 76ers, and they were yep. looking to purchase uh, new live events uh, like stadiums, arenas, things like that, and they used our data to assess which was the best. Um, but Jen, uh, okay, sorry, just because we're short on time, they're not your current customer. That's not your focus today. It's not, but we are now expanding. Uh, for example, now one of our customers is Changi Airport, which is the largest airport in the world out of Singapore, because we can actually, so I'm, I'm messing up. Actually, that came, we are opening to service. Um, uh, and that came out of the experience with the private equity. Hedge funds, back to your question, not really a good target because they're used to buy uh, alternative data uh, by the kilo. Uh, so quantity versus quality, we are very qualitative, so we are not exactly a target for them. Understood. Well, this is a heck of a thing you're building. I love that you're just three people with your revenue, the revenue per employees through the roof. And I always love high revenue per employee. Now plan to stay bootstrapped or any plans to raise capital? Uh, we, that's a very, we don't know. Actually, we think, uh, with this at the time being, we can actually, uh, do without funding, Funding would be fine uh, if we can, because we want to grow and uh, we want to hire. What would you value people. the business at today? Hmm, sorry? What, what would you value the business at today? Valuation. I mean, if I go uh, by a 10 factor, I would say, of course, $10 million or $50 million. Uh, um, so someone offered you here listening, there's there's investors that listen all the time. If they offered you a $2 million seed round on a $10 million post money valuation, so they're buying 20% of the business, would you accept? Hmm. I don't know, actually. <laughs> Good answer. Know. Leave yourself some negotiation room. All right. On that note, though, Gianluca, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, mm, huh. I know the, the title in Italian. It's, uh, it's a book from... Um, oh, my God. I don't remember. Anyway, let's put it this way. We'll Blue skip Ocean. it. Number, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, no, my former, my first CEO, uh, who's not working anymore back in Unilever, Umberto Rondani, he was a total genius. Uh, and, uh, I still looking for something as a genius as he was. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building a business? Oh, um, um, well, we currently use, uh, Pipe drive, but I am looking, I, I'm exploring a lot. So I don't okay. have an answer, but I'm very excited about many things that are coming up with AI. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Um, yeah, uh, eight, eight hours, and what's seven your, hours. And, and what's your situation? Married, single kids? Married with two kids. Uh, we just did an, uh, uh, 20 years of marriage. Wow, congratulations. And how old are you? I am 53. 53. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. Um, yoga. 
Yo, <laughs> there you guys have it, guys. MassiveDH.com. Big consumer brands pay him for data. It's data as a service. He was doing $40,000 a month a year ago, now doing 83000 bucks a month. Just broke a million dollar run rate, which is great. But what I love is he's done this bootstrapped with a team of seven. So pretty high revenue per employee. You know, he'd maybe buy the business at 10 million, 15 million today. But again, totally bootstrapped. We'll see what happens next. Gianluca, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you. Bye.